wizard is never licked. There are many magic rings in this world, Bilbo Baggins, and none of them should be used lightly. Father, you fools! I don't know half of you half as well as I should like, and I like less than half of you half as well as you deserve. One ring to rule them all, one ring to find them, one ring to bring them all, and in the darkness, bind them. <laughs> What's up, everybody? <laughs> Welcome back to Marathon Much. Uh, my name is Jordan. I'm sitting here with my friend Caleb, who you just heard. Caleb, say hello to the people. We're back, baby. And uh, we, got a th- we got a really special episode today. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we have our first ever, actually, uh, guest on the pod, our Lord of the Rings connoisseur uh, all the way from syracuse new york welcome nikos collins to the pod everyone hello hello thank you very much uh nikos this is gonna be a fun time nikos uh you know a lot about lord of the rings yes i do i read them i bought lots of books about them when i was younger um got me into things such as dungeons and dragons and so Mm -hmm. on um, and it was <clears throat> definitely out of the mainstream at the time. Yeah. And then once the movies came out, um, and I, I started seeing Frodo cups at Burger King, which was very interesting oh my gosh. since that never would have happened when I was a young <laughs> that, adult. That is so cool. <laughs> That's a great point. Would you say that you're like, your your status among like people was raised when the movies came out, you like became just automatically cooler? Uh, yes, because it's like that old story of the nerds start running things. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. <laughs> That's great. Well, you belong here then. We love it. <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. We So, today's episode, we're, we're kind of recapping uh, and talking about The Fellowship of the Ring, uh, the first Lord of the Rings film, uh, which is a great, it's a great movie. It started it's so it all. so good. Uh, it's, I mean, there's a lot to unpack in every movie. But in Lord of the Rings movies, there is it just feels like an extra suitcase of things to unpack. Uh, so, I mean, diving right in, uh, this movie starts with a little recap, right? It's a little, uh, it's a little recap of the past events with mm-hmm. the ring and men and the elves and everyone, really. It's now, the drama, the tone. Yeah. Now it does so. This this is actually will lead me into my first question uh, or topic for discussion, and I'd love to hear you chime in, Nikos, on this. the 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 Ring of Power is it, it's touched on its abilities and what it does to people, but I think a lot of people are still kind of confused on what the ring really does to people or why everyone wants it so bad. What the freak is this thing? Um, bro? So, which again. If you're if you're a deep Lord of the Rings fan, this might be uh, you know kind of an obvious question, but mm-hmm. um, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, Nikos. Well, the thing is, is, Sauron created the ring as a ring of power for himself to give him um, invulnerability, I guess, so he couldn't be damaged mm-hmm. and he could destroy everybody and become you know the greatest power in Middle Earth. Yeah. Uh, during that, he also crafted. Uh, rings for the men there was rings of power that were crafted by the elves and there was also rings of power that were crafted between the dwarves and sauron as well Mm. um but the big thing was 
with the ring you saw how he came out and he was they were fighting a giant army yeah and yes. he just started destroying every everything and everybody and it was a fluke due to the fact that they had a sword that was crafted in the um old old days and it had power great enough to hurt sauron and cut Got his it. ring off and when the ring was cut off he lost a large amount of his power Mm. and the thing with the ring is it's also almost another character in the book because yeah. it's ability wow. to warp people's minds it's ability because ultimately it's always trying to get back to sauron gotcha. so as you see um over the course of the movie how it and and the three movies and the and the t series of the story is how it slowly corrupts Frodo. And in yeah. addition, uh, the stories of what happened, you know, Isildur, who was a ancestor of um, Aragorn, he cut the, the ring name. off. <laughs> and then you find out down the line that as he's escaping an ambush, he puts the ring on to become invisible because he just thought it was a ring of power that made yeah. him invisible. Ah. Once he put the ring on, he okay. starts swimming in the in the river, but the ring always wants to make itself, Back. always wants to be found. And yeah. it slipped off his finger, and then he was seen, and then he was killed. Wow. And yeah. then you learn about the birthday present with Smeagol and Deagle. Oh, yeah. Which, <laughs> you know. Um, so, you know, ultimately, the, the, the reason of the, the ring had the power and when he was, when he got the ring cut off him, he had so yeah. much, he had so much power built into that. And that was really a, a surprise to him mm. that that made his power shrink. It sent him back and it kind of took away his, um, his body and his being. So he wasn't really a, um, like a person, even though he wasn't really a person, but he didn't have a body anymore once it was destroyed. <clears throat> so that's why they always showed the eye and things like yeah, that. Yeah, got never it. saw Sauron ever again after that besides that. That's wow. so fascinating. <laughs> I feel like I just got... I feel like I understood so much more. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, and we, we, me and Caleb were talking about this a little, but uh, how even though we just did this rewatch for the podcast, we this conversation is going to make me want to rewatch the rewatch exactly because it's, <laughs> I feel like I'm, there's just so much. Um, mm -hmm. So, and the tough part is, is he is a lot of this is piecemeal that comes in. So you see the beginning yeah. where you see mm -hmm. um, uh, Elrond and Isildur together, yes. Isildur's father. And then there was another guy there, Gilgalad, who was another, um, who was another elf warrior. And he was killed in the war against Sauron. Yes, and yes. that's but, that's the war. So you so you see before, that, yeah. and then later on you see, um, during the whole showdown with Gandalf and Saruman, you see how Gandalf is researching: is this the One Ring? When he realizes that Bilbo yes. found a ring, he's like, "Whoa!" And then so that's what Gandalf's you, up to, right? And then you see some of the other information when in the. I think it was the two towers, not to jump ahead, where you see Smeagol and Deagle and that stuff. Yes. And obviously, um, the fact that somehow or other, it it allowed itself to be found by um, by Bilbo. Yeah, which is so, and that that's actually a good segue. So we start Fellowship of the Ring, 
and Bilbo has the ring. And mm-hmm. he he's having that going away party. And uh, he mentions that he's being scraped thin like yes, uh, butter, like on, butter toast. on toast. Well, see, he, what he's having is he's having is what they call the 111st birthday, which is 111th birthday, yeah. which is very old. And he's now pushing um, how some of the oldest um, hobbits ever. And he doesn't seem like an old, old man. He just <laughs> seems like an old man, I guess. Yes. But um, so... One of the hmm. other aspects of the ring is it in it increases your lifespan. Hmm. So it it yeah. corrupts you, but it also is turning you somewhat into a wraith or somewhat undead or whatever. So he makes the comment saying that he feels stretched thin, sort of like yeah. um, a piece of butter, uh, not enough butter on too much toast or a piece yeah. of butter on not enough toast or something like that. Um, not enough butter scraped across toast. Because he's he's feeling like like thinner and washed out because mm. he still covets the ring, he still puts it on, he still plays with it, yep. um, and it's still part of his life. Um, as you see, when he almost doesn't give it back to him, which yeah. is a crazy before part. he leaves. Yeah, that he has that insane. he has that really crazy moment where he kind of spazzes and Gandalf has to like step up and uh, mm-hmm. creates that giant like dark moment <laughs> where yeah, he calls I... him out. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, yeah. Where it becomes bigger, you call me a conjurer of tricks or whatever yeah, it was. That yeah, that part was awesome. And, and, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, okay. <laughs> he's like, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, I didn't want this anyway. I mean, it's it's insane too because like to the point where like he's he's leaving and he still has it in his pocket and everybody in the room knows it and he knows it and and Gandalf is is paying attention and then he he's like, yeah, I, I know. <laughs> I still have it. It's yeah, like he 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 pulls that fake out is. a few times where yeah. he's where mm-hmm. it, 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 and a lot of people with the ring, you know, this is common. You know, it's not just Bilbo, but yeah, that that fake out um, and the ring, I guess, just has has that yes. much pull. Well, I think it's important too because like that's the first time you really see how much of a grip the the ring has on people. Right, like, like and and when it falls on the ground. Oh my gosh, it's yeah. so and it, dramatic. And it doesn't bounce, it just takes thud and it lands. And yeah. it's like, wait a second, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. yeah. No, that's a great point. Um so Bilbo Bilbo gives it up. And so this is a, again a great segue into my next topic uh, yes. and question. So Bilbo gives up so Gandalf really obviously wants him to give up the ring. Um, and he gives it up. He gives it to Frodo, which Gandalf supports. Um, why, why is it so naturally? So somebody from the outside who's not, again, who maybe is watching these movies for the first time or just kind of watches them blindly, doesn't think too much, or definitely hasn't read the books would, would see this and be like, why doesn't Gandalf take the ring? Why doesn't so-and-so take the ring? Why is he so content with it going to Frodo? Yes, that's good. Uh, so I guess my question, Nikos, is like, what, in your opinion, why do you think... And I, I, well, I guess there's probably facts. Well, to back a couple of things. So you, so you hear, you remember we were when he was researching it, which you don't see till later, which is another problem. Yeah. Is yeah. he starts he, he starts researching it and he and he's like, okay, Isildur started calling it the precious thing. He knew Gollum mm. called it his precious, and everyone talks about it how it's precious, precious, precious. Yeah. As they start getting swayed by it, and yeah. then Bilbo starts talking about how it's oh. his precious little thing. Yes. And that's when he's like, you got to get rid of the ring. And he go. starts realizing the ring's starting to turn Bilbo. 
Yeah. So he says, listen, why don't you give that to your nephew? Don't tell him, you know, all the secrets, but let's just, you know, you don't need that, blah, blah, blah. And so he gets them to change it. Now, the reason why a lot of people don't want it is because it's essentially, you know, if anyone's ever played a video game, sword and sorcery style, it's a cursed object. Yes. So it's a great way to put it. If you're a powerful person and you're a ethical person, (laughs) it will turn you evil and you know it. And so Mm. you can think, oh, this is going to be great. But it's, yeah. but it's going to end up making you not so great. Wow. Yeah. And Gandalf knew that. Right. That's why he never touched it. He put it in an envelope. He never really touched oh, yeah. the actual ring. He does put it ring. in the envelope. It point. always was like near him, but he just like kind of slid it in the envelope with a pen or with, with something else, but he never yeah. actually touched it. That's a good point. Wow. Looking back on that, he couldn't touch it because he knew. He didn't. Mm-hmm. That's so fascinating. And so, so Frodo then takes the ring and Gandalf disappears. Now, this is more of a quick sidetrack, but they have, they, from the start of fellowship have like a deep connection to Gandalf, like all the hobbits already. Is it safe to presume that he had been a frequent visitor? And was that because of the ring to check up on it? Sort of kind of to jump, not really ahead, but backwards or somewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, The, Wizards. There was five wizards. Oh, Ooh, so okay. Yeah, get, get into, into this right why now. He wouldn't touch him. Yeah, get into there the was, wizard lore. <laughs> there was five wizards, which were called Astari in their okay. terms, that were sent over once they realized Sauron was starting to um, build up an army and start trying to take over Middle Earth. And this is the the so, first war, right? Yes, this is before even the rings. This is before. Um, Isildur cut the ring off of Sauron. Oh, so even before then. Wow, okay. Yeah, so, well, it may not be before the rings, but it's before the war, the the first war of the ring. Got it. So they're sent over because they realize that he has power. And then the war of the ring comes, the ring gets gets cut off, and they're like, okay, things seem okay. Um, And then slowly but surely things start getting ratcheted up because Sauron actually didn't die when they thought he did. Yeah. Dang. So... They sent over five, um, five wizards. There are three that have ever we've ever seen names of, and the two other ones, God knows what happened to them. Um, <laughs> okay, cool. They, they started they started a brewery in uh, in uh, Brooklyn. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, oh yeah, they started oh, a hipster oh, brewery. Oh, yeah, the Wizards <laughs> Tavern. I I know that yeah. place. It's a good place. Yeah, and so Radgast the Brown was turned into a. Uh, a comic relief in uh, the Hobbit. The Hobbit, yes. The Hobbit. Wait, now, um, was that for the movie? He was. There, there was something to do with him, and he just kind of hung out with animals and this and that. And there's a little bit in the book where Gandalf talks about talking to Radgast about the ring, but he doesn't care because all he's concerned about is animals. Ah, so gotcha. it really was Saruman and Sauron, and Saruman was the leader of the uh, Astari, and he was the leader of the group, and gotcha. he was the wisest, and he wore the white. Oh, and okay, then the That's, other that makes sense why wore Gandalf the would go colors. to him. Yeah. And then they said, um, which you also hear Saruman tell him, that he also he always held a soft spot for men and hobbits. So uh, he would yes. visit Hobbiton as a wizard, and he also ensured that Aragorn and the Rangers 
kept the hobbits protected mm, and yeah. he spent a lot of time with men and elves wow so um he was concerned about the politics he was concerned about what was going on between everybody um he was concerned about ensuring that a uh, small race of uh people were able to get second breakfast yeah uh, without any problems <laughs> <laughs> he's a wizard of the people he's a wizard yeah. of the people i love yes that. Yeah, like The Rock. Yes, yeah. yes, he is. is. Yeah. Wait a second. Th could The Rock have played Gandalf? I didn't so. No, I think not. <laughs> <laughs> you were really quick on the draw there to say He's no. Like, no. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, eh, you might have a point. We'll, we'll think about it for the reboot. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so, okay, so Gandalf, okay, so we've established he has a relationship and he has a purpose. Um, and so he was kind of, again, he was a wizard for the people. Yeah. Um, he, so they, so Frodo takes the ring, um, and they meet up, uh, they eventually, uh, they go meet to that, up with that, in that, that tavern. Bar. Yeah. The tavern. With, uh, and they meet the ranger who, the ranger. you know, Aragorn. Very dramatic. Um, Strider. Yeah. Well, yeah. What do they call him? The rider? Strider. 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 Yeah. Strider. So can it, Nikos, I'd love again. We're kind of just throwing it all to you, but I would love to hear you speak because I feel like we're learning so much. I feel so. I would educated. love to hear you speak on Strider because there, there. I know you. We in our brief conversation before there is a, there is a past there that isn't touched on too much, or it might be. Confusing. Yeah. So he's a he's a distant, um, ancestor. You know, from a thousand years back. But you know how all these fantasy and sci-fi and yeah. sword and sorcery fiction. You know, everyone knows, and the bloodline stays pure and la di da. Yes. Um, yeah. But um, so he, so Isildur gets shot by the arrow and gets killed, and the ring goes to the bottom of the river. I remember um, that. So now there's no king of Gondor, and he has, no, and he doesn't have an heir. So Gondor begins being run by. Um, what they called the steward of Gondor, which was a elite class and an elite family, which Baromir's father is at the time of the Lord of the Rings book at uh, that time. So there was a group of people that were ruling Gondor, but it wasn't the original um, king. And that the whole thing, and then they had a white tree there and the white tree died. And so, you know, the white tree would live again when the true king came back, you yeah. know, and that was, ah. you know, like the prophecy or like anything else that everyone, no, nobody ever believed would happen. So meanwhile, the remnants of Isildur's, um, you know, uh, party and, you know, royal family and the rest of it, they went to, um, they went north where there was one of the ring wraiths was called a witch king in Arnor, which is north of um, the Shire. Okay. So they were up in that section of the world, which is kind of in between Rivendell, where Elrond lives, over to the ocean that encompasses, you know, the Shire and other areas mm. around there. And so they were there protecting the Shire, protecting those lands from raiders and from, you know, there was no orcs in those areas and all that kind of stuff because it yeah, was yeah. basically more of a civilized area of the world where, um, and it was all because of, you know, these various things that went on in the background where, mm. you know, uh, Aragorn is spending time in, uh, in Rivendell learning stuff and then they go out in a war party and destroy a group of orcs that may be coming in. Or whatever ah. else may be showing up. Yeah. So and then ensuring that nothing gets to the Shire besides, you know, elves or trade or things like that. 
And were they doing that? They didn't want anything to get to the Shire. W- were they doing that for peace or because they knew the ring was there? Or what was the purpose? The, nothing. Nobody knew anything about the ring. Got it was got more it. just keeping peace in the region. Gotcha. And, because you know, they're homies. It's not like yes. gotcha. um, the, uh, the hobbits had a secretary of defense or anything. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's fair. Uh, I think, okay, so I have a question specifically about Aragorn. So for me, I'm not. I'm a little fuzzy. What What's the story, um, in terms of, um, why he doesn't take up like the, the king status? Like why Why does he? Why is he like, out and about and, and just wandering? Because they're also considered somewhat outcasts. Got it. So it's a combination of that. It's a combination of the fact that he's too close to being elves, you know, and mm. he's and he's in love with, uh, you know. The woman who has the two most famous parents between Elrond Got and it. Steven Tyler. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. Yep, Steven Tyler. Literally. And uh, so he doesn't really have interest in it. Um, mm. You know, he's he's that, you know, anti-hero that doesn't want to be, you know, like Jon Snow. You know, there's a lot of yes. when you look at Harry Potter and you look at Game of Thrones, there's a lot of um, crossover because it's, you know, the originality, it gets ripped off a lot. Yes, um, our tentative but so hero. He's like, he's like the tortured guy that doesn't want to be a ruler. And mm-hmm. he's happy being a ranger. And that he doesn't sense. need to go back to Gondor. And Gondor doesn't want me, and Gondor doesn't like us, so there's no reason for me to go back. That makes sense. Yeah. No, that, and when, you, yeah. It, it explained out like that. that he's it, a tortured it, artist. It makes way more sense knowing why he was in that bar then <laughs> yes yes so because otherwise and he, and he knew what when he knew from gandalf he knew gandalf yes and he also knew to keep an eye out for the hobbits yeah so and, and you know because literally when he first shows up he looks like han solo in the corner of the oh, bar it's so han yeah. solo. Uh, all, all rugged and you know you know hood up and i he, love it and then you know he comes in and saves the day uh, and if and he the didn't... thing is, is that in the book, he was really set up to be, this is the guy that's going to kill them. This is the guy that's going to steal oh, the ring. Really? This is really, this isn't a good guy. Yeah, they really made it seem because nobody liked him in the bar. Remember, oh, that's that Strider. He's a ranger type or yeah. whatever. He's one of them rangers. So nobody really liked him. So when they set this up in the in the book, it's really like they're going to walk off with him. And then they did the same thing in the book as they did in the movie with uh, um, Ring Race and the bed and the and the feathers. You know, you're like, oh my god, they're all dying. And then it's <laughs> oh the yeah, it's like oh you got so, me. So so in the book, that's even more of a setup. Then they they yes. really want you to think that Aragorn or Strider is going to be the death of the hobbits, or he's going to be correct. The one that gets and him. then and then they're sleeping, and then they and then they have the scene of the Ring Race climbing into the window. And then they do the same thing until they start stabbing the beds. They don't let you know in the book that the feathers come out and then the ring race starts screaming. Wow. That's see, that's suspenseful. If, if I was yeah. reading the book Ugh. that moment, I would be like, okay, wait, what? Where do they go from yeah. here? They're, mm-hmm. you know, they, so they, that, they meet up with the, uh, that's their first encounter with, is it the Nazgul's? Is that how you pronounce yeah, it? Yeah. Well, the first they, they saw him when they were escaping. Oh, yes. In the with woods. Marion Pippin. And yes. then they ran off. And they got over to to, to Bree, and then they and then they see them, and then they realize, you know, at first it's like, oh, they're scary, and then the next yeah. thing they realize, they're actually trying to kill us all. Yeah. So the Nazgul's they're interesting. Uh, I agree. They're they're some fascinating creatures because they, 
they give off major hot topic vibes. No, the strongest. They're, you know, black hoods and they're really sharp, uh, pointy <laughs> fingers. And then they 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 obviously they try to kill them there. And then uh, they have that encounter out uh, in that uh, outdoor area where Frodo eventually and, puts on the ring. Yeah, and Weathertop, where they yeah, have the fire yes. and all the rest of it. So, yeah, and then, you know, Aragorn comes in and saves them again. Um, I have a question about the Nazgul. Are they blind? Can they not see? Yeah. Are they, do they? Is that assumed? It's not really explained because they're they're from the spirit world. They're like wraiths. They're mm. undead. They're um, you know, because it shows them sniffing and sniffing. They do be and sniffing, they, and they yeah. use the, and you know, um, they use animals and other things to see. But then they climb through the window and stab the vets. So yeah, you know, do they do they see like the predator? Do they see like us? Do they not see? Do they see because there's a fly in the room and they're looking through the fly's eyes or the bat? It yeah. doesn't really explain it, um, you know exactly how yeah. they um, how they see. We but I, I know because it it kind of goes it kind of goes around. We we were debating if they had ring sonar. That's what we were feeling. Like, there may be a little bit of that because when he puts the ring on, it's the ring of power and it's yeah. being used. Yeah, that's fair. It feels like everybody's got ring sonar. So maybe the they're rings. maybe yeah. they're just like picking up the traces of the the ring sonar every now and then. He's like, oh, maybe the ring was worn mm-hmm. over here. You know, I don't know. It's it's interesting. The so they they survive that and they make it. You know, they make it back and they go through and then eventually, you know. Uh, eventually after i think it's after he gets stabbed they take him they take him to the elves right um and uh yeah they um they do some creative editing here and there um (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. yeah, and so he gets stabbed and then they're escaping and then in the book um elrond's son comes and saves him and one of the cartoon movies legolas comes and saves him and in this movie arwen comes and saves him why why the changes because people, di- you know, because they don't want to start creating more characters. They don't want to introduce <laughs> all new characters, different people. Gotcha. Yeah. So Arwen does it. She saves them. Mm. They get washed down the river, destroyed. And then they, you know, their spirit bodies or whatever go back to um, to Mordor or, uh, or wherever they're, um, whatever, t- you know, tower that they live in. Yeah. yeah. To, you know get their healing and hit points back that (laughs) it's so fascinating that there's so many versions of that character or how they heal and that's that's bizarre so frodo frodo heals this isn't the only time we see him uh with the elves but if if you saw the the weapon broke off and they called it a morgul blade yeah and um, that is like it's similar to how they have they found Sting and Sting glowed because it was an ancient elfish blade and same thing okay. with Gandalf's blade. Um, so gotcha. these were these are ancient evil blades that are slowly you know the tip broke off in them and it was slowly working its way in there and it's a wound that never fully heals because it's not only a, a wound mm. from a cursed knife it's a magical wound. So it's it'll always be there, even though Sauron's dead. Curse those magical that's so, wounds. That's so sad. It is really yeah. sad. So sad for Frodo. Wow. Um, Frodo, Frodo goes through the ringer. 
<laughs> he doesn't get through the ringer. It doesn't for get sure. much better for him. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. It's kind of uh, yeah. I I, I don't want to say it's all downhill, but I mean, you know, it's it, pretty downhill. It, it's it's there's a lot he goes through. Yeah. Uh, by the end of the last movie, um, so you know they form the fellowship from that point on, right? Mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. they gather everyone and, uh. Bilbo is uh, he meets back up with Bilbo and he has that terrifying moment where Bilbo turns a little demonic. Oh, yeah. Uh, Which seems to be people of your ages. Um, it's a bit of a trigger for them. <laughs> really? It's a traumatic. It's a mini trauma, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Yeah. N- I but mean, yeah. So I see baby that trauma. a lot on little memes and stuff like that of, yeah. of Bilbo. And well, because what happens to him. You never saw it coming. And all of a sudden, old man Bilbo, who's just a little bit of a, like, a weird so old man, cute becomes and... uh, possessed. And it's yeah. so strange. Uh, so that's actually there's two. Uh, I, I guess that moment's kind of self-explained. We don't have to talk about that possession moment. But yeah. the the one I think you know that I definitely want to talk about is uh, Galadriel. Oh yes. Uh, is that it's Galadriel, right? Is that the one? Yeah. She gets possessed, and she does. She has that whole moment with Frodo. That moment, I would say is amongst casual viewers is one of the most confusing. It's so strange, but it's also so intense. <laughs> so, the, yeah. so the thing is with that whole scene, although we're jumping ahead a little bit, but that whole scene when they're in Lothlorien in the, um, yeah, you know, that's a hidden, that's a hidden uh, forest. So if you go wandering in that forest, you will never get anywhere and you'll wander your way out because it's magical and hidden. You'll never find gotcha. Galadriel's city or anything like that. Aragorn no knew how to get in and out, and he knew the pathways, and he they oh. had Legolas with him, who was an elf, so it gotcha. wasn't a problem. Um, so they got in, and then the guy makes the comment about uh, Gimli, he can smell your, to hear your breathing from a mile away and everything <laughs> oh else. Gosh. Um, so Galadriel has one of the rings of power of the elves, which aren't under the power of the one ring, because they never wore them when Sauron wore his ring. So Got once it. he lost um, possession of the ring, they started wearing their rings of power, and he didn't have access to them because mm. he wasn't wearing the ring. Mm. Um, so she's one of the most powerful. She's probably the most powerful elf in Middle-earth. She was yeah. ban- banished what? from the Older Lands because she came over with a whole group of elves to attack Sauron's uh, mentor, leader, whatever, the Whoa. original baddie who wow. caught, started a civil war back there and then came over to Middle Earth, Middle Earth and started uh, you know, causing problems and they wanted revenge and they came over after him. So wow. she, was, she was exiled and she had to stay in Middle Earth. Um, That's rough. And so when they showed, so she went through and she's extremely powerful and she went mm-hmm. through and visited, visited all of them and talked to each one of the fellowship. And she has this, what they call the mirror of Galadriel, which was like a, looks like a bird fountain. Oh, that's the thing that she looks into. Yeah. She yeah, can yeah. look into and see the future and see whatever. Um, and so she looks into it and, and she shows, he's like, I don't know what to do. Um, well, and she shows him, she's like, he's like, we're safe. You know, this, this type of wars don't bother us. And then she shows him Hobbiton being burned down by orcs and, and, um, yeah. and, and hobbits being chained up and being led away yeah. and things like that. She goes, you're, you're not as safe as you think. And this and that, and that's when he turns, he goes, well, why don't you take it? 
And that's yeah. when she's like, because now she's being tested to take the ring. Mm. So it's a gigantic thing where, you know, as we saw in Rivendell, where Barmer is like, just we'll take it and we'll use it against, you can't use it against Sauron because he controls the ring no matter what. Yeah. Just yeah. like when, when, when he puts it on at Rivet, at, um, at Weathertop, when he's when yeah. he's about to get stabbed, they can see him in in uh, with the ring on anyway. Yeah, and even better because he's one of them, and Sauron can tell that the ring's being worn. Mm. So, so she looks at it, and it's a it's a huge, um, uh, like tantalizing. Yeah, temptation. Um, you know, so she's like, "Do this is an opportunity for me." But it's the wrong answer if you think that you're going to be able to use it against Sauron. Mm, yeah. So she says, "Yes, people will be terrified of me. I will be the I will be the holy terror, and I will be the queen, and everyone will love me and fear me, wow. because that's what will happen to her. She will become basically the you know a, a another Sauron. Wow! But they will love me and fear me. Wow! And she will destroy everything because that's all the ring can do is destroy." Wow. So, and then she says, that That's is, crazy. <laughs> I have passed my test and oh, now yeah. I will fade and, and, and go to the West. So at that, that point, when elves are near their dying or they're ready to not, um, they get on the ship and travel back to, into the, over the West to the undying lands back where she yes. was originally exiled from. Wow. Um, so that's essentially so that took basically everything out of her yeah so really? at that point she was somewhat of a shell of a person now her wait, husband wait, there, that moment took that out of her yes that wow. moment of everything um basically um sapped her of a lot of her energy Dang. and her life force her health bar went to yeah to like 25 percent <laughs> And so you're saying she goes out west, she goes where the elves go. So what happens is at the at the very end she goes down, she goes to the um the coronation and then she then she takes her ship and her people and they travel off and and they basically wow. leave the forest. Wow. So yeah. They go out west. Now again, we're not at Return of the King yet, so we don't have to go fully into this, but there she's not the only one that gets on a ship to go out west yeah give us a yeah, little so sent in, in the in the beginning of times way way back which is in the silmarillion and some of it will be told in the new amazon series yes but there Ooh. was an original you know original lands where the elves were from and the elves frolicked there and la da mm. and then you know um there was uh, a group of men that wanted to be immortal and mm. they tried to attack that land and there was also people there that turned evil um and uh created like a civil war there so there's a couple different wars that happened there was also a group of elves that took like the northwest passage over into middle earth to try to to to, to visit and then there was a the group that went after um that when the, the group that did like the Northwest Passage was during the war to like escape the war, I believe. Gotcha. And then there was another group to fight to, to try to find the guy and fight him afterwards. So it's it's like two different worlds, but one world's inhabited by men and there's death, and the other world is not inhabited with any death. So oh, people live wow. there forever. Um, wow. And they closed everything off, 
you know, about 3,000, 4,000 years before Lord of the Rings, or maybe even more than that. They closed everything off, sort of like um, Kong Skull Island or Wonder Woman's <laughs> Island, where it's just a fog that you can't get through, and yeah. um, that's it. Wow. So, so when when the elves were ready to pass, they would go there. And so it's really elves and ring bearers because the ring bearers are somewhat immortal also. Wow. Because of the ring. Because of the ring. Like if you look at Gollum, Gollum was probably, you know, a thousand years old. Yeah. And he and and he was still kicking because he had the ring for 800 years for yeah. so long. Yeah. He was rough at the end. So we. We don't even know, like in this universe, we don't even know like the full scope of it. So it's just like, all we know is Middle Earth and, you know, Elfland. Yeah. So there's a lot. There's in a the lot of universe. information that you can go back. Like there's in the back of the Lord of the Rings or in the fellow or in the Return of the King. There's a bunch of appendices that have a lot of stories of the dwarves. Wow. The the backstories of some of the elves. The uh the uh lineage and the family trees of some of the elves some of the dwarves some of the um gondor of uh rohan and some of the other places mm. uh same thing with like the tooks and the uh brandy bucks and the bagginses and yeah. um in the shire and things like that so there's a lot of information back there that talks somewhat of this but the silmarillion is the one that has a lot of that information in it and i read that years and years ago but um it's a tough read. It's a tough read. It's a tough there's a read. lot of names and there's a lot of there's a lot of flipping to the appendix and trying to remember who's oh who. Oh my gosh, um, yeah. I can only when imagine. you're trying to figure stuff out. It's not Henry the Fifth. It's, you know <laughs> Fionor the Great. And you're not sure if you're talking about Fionor or Fingolfin and you're like, which one is which? And yeah. Oh man, I can only imagine. Well, I respect your hustle. If there's anything, I respect the hustle because uh, you, you got some good stuff in, in the noggin that I, I'm liking. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a lot of information. That's awesome. Intake. But that's that only speaks to Token his ability to create like worlds. So much. I mean, well, that that's... was the whole thing. He created the language. He created the Hobbit. What? Movie, the Hobbit, and then he created a whole backstory for everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So wait, which came first? Was it the Hobbit? The Hobbit, I'm pretty sure, came first, and then that became. Uh, okay, so where'd the ring come from? And what's mm. going on with this? And then that mm. became the whole situation. And he created the elfish tongue. He created the uh, black speech, That's... which is what the orc spoke and what the, um, yeah. and what was written on the ring. Um, you know, he created the, oh, you say this, you say this, and the bad guy knows, you know, just like he who should not be named, you know, yeah, when, yeah, they, yeah. when they say Voldemort, he can hear you. Well, if you, if you speak the, the ring, the, the poem of the ring around the ring, then Sauron's going to hear you. That's you know, such a those good type point. of things are all yeah. uh, things that are taken from that. All these so fantasy good. worlds like Harry Potter and Game of Thrones, yeah. everything has this Lord of the Rings influence. But on the it. thing is, is if you, if you, if you take a step up though, it isn't really a world of magic. Yeah. yeah, because there's only five wizards, and you only really deal. You're only really seeing two of them. There's minor True. magic with um with the elves, and there's dwarves. There's different races, but yeah. there isn't anything. It's not like there's magic brewing everywhere. There's not dragons mm. and stuff, and Pegasus and all this other stuff. Yeah, it's really mainly a, a story of humans, and then yeah. the, and then the story of the of the group, and then 
the splitting of the group and how it and how it all manages. It's funny that you say that too, because like even the magic that's in there, like it's not like this crazy, you know, boisterous like thing, you know, like it, fireworks and things like that. Like it's the, not relied upon. Yeah, it's like move, I mean, it's not relied upon to move the story forward. It's not relied upon exactly. To, um, to live or it's not like oh we need to have magic or this or that doesn't work everything still worked the same there was just minor things like when they're trying to cross the mountain before yeah. they go into the mines there's a storm brewing up but there was also giants snow giants um or, or something like throwing boulders at each other yeah up up in the up in the mountain they didn't kind of go they didn't really talk that much maybe in the extended edition they did a little bit um but when they were up there in the Hobbit, as well as when they were doing it that time to cross over the mountain, yeah, um, you know that, that there was an additional storm brewing, yeah, and that they said that they kind of said probably was because of Sauron, and then the same thing when they were traveling, and they're like, oh, everybody hide because there were swarms of birds. That's right. That were coming up and down that Legolas could see from miles away. Hmm. Um, and and then it's like you know hide everybody and put out the fire. Yeah. And it's it's such a good point is that the magic in these movies like it shows I think it bounces back to the like you said earlier the purpose of the wizards, and they are you know they're contributors but the world isn't relying. Yeah, they on were that. there to 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 try to to try to not to interfere, sort of like the prime mm. directive in Star Trek. Oh they're yeah, not yeah. To interfere. They're not to overwhelmingly use their magic, but you know they go into That's the mines. Um, you know they go through the whole thing, but then who? But who figures out the who figures out the mine? A hobbit because they're into riddles. Yeah. So they figure out. They <laughs> oh yeah, figure Bilbo. Out, yeah, say friend and enter. Well, just what's the word for friend? Um, you know. Oh so, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's still in fellowship. Uh, sorry, I thought we were jumping a hobbit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but but because they're little riddlers, you know, yeah, because they I love it because they live a lifestyle where they can play parlor games. Yep. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, literally. They're always playing. Yep, they're always in the bar. They're always in the yeah. tavern. There's a meme out there about saying that they want to live in, in, in the Shire because everyone's either a baker or a gardener, and you get second breakfast, so there really can't be that much stress. Um, <laughs> That's a good point. But, I agree. But so, yeah. Who so, hasn't wanted so they, to live in the Shire? Yeah. They, um, so they get in there. Yeah. Um, and then meanwhile, they find out, wow, there are still goblins there. There was still issues. And after mm -hmm. the... After the um, Hobbit, um, half of the dwarves went to the mines to try to reclaim that glory because though that was the glorious um, location of the mines mm, back yeah. um, 2,000 years ago. That was like the dwarf kingdom. So, and that's why Gimli is expecting to see his yes, family. He's so excited. Yeah, so he's expecting to see his family. Like if you saw the, if you saw the, um, if you saw the Hobbit movie – there was like Balin was the old guy with the white beard who was kind of the, not quite the leader, but the leader, even though Thorin mm. was the leader, but he yeah. was the older guy with the white hair um, and the, you know, the thicker accent. He was there as their leader. And then two of the other guys, the one guy with like the cross eyes that was in the Hobbit, that was yeah. the dwarf. He was the one that was writing the, the big book that they were reading out of drums oh, yeah. in the deep oh they dug too deeply so there's a there's a oh, backstory a to that so if you do yeah. <clears throat> if you've read the hobbit and then you read the lord of the rings as they're in there they're talking about um oin and gloin and gimli was son of gloin and that <laughs> was his uncle who 
or no, that was Ori and Dory. I can't remember all of them. There's 13 of them. <laughs> Ori, Dory. But, yeah, Ori, Dory, and Dory. One of those guys Grumpy. Was, was, was writing it, and then it was Balin's tomb because he was already old and he died, and that was and that yeah. was where they buried him. Um, and so they dug too deep, and then they oh, let wow. loose the Balrog. Oh, okay. That's where that is. So, okay, because I was like, where the frick did this thing come from? So, so the Balrog wasn't where to come from. It came from the fool of a took who should have thrown himself in next time because he, he dropped. He, <laughs> he, woke, he woke it up down there. He first yep. he woke up those, and then he woke up and he woke up the Balrog too. Yeah, we had so never got, seen. We had never seen Gandalf lose his cool. I yeah, feel he like, was like so much in that yeah. moment. He he was he, so he, was, he genuinely was like, "You should jump right in." He's like, "Bro, yeah. stupid." And so, <laughs> and, and so that somehow or other roused him or something. So they go, they get away from the goblins. Yes, and um, and there was a lot although, of goblins, but they only yeah, get away because they're scared so of many. the thing. And if you notice, the goblins are more like goblins are inside the mines. They don't come out. Because yeah. they don't come out in the sunlight. Yeah. They're all smaller. So, like, technically, in the in the in the movie, I think in the book, everything was an orc or an orc high. But um, you know, the little ones in the mines and in the mountains were goblins usually. Yeah. Um. So. So they they oh, go so down many. there. They get to the bridge of the Khazad Doom, and then and then the Balrog shows up, and then yeah. everyone's like, "Holy crap! What yeah. is going to happen here?" Yeah. And they did a pretty good job showing like the size difference and all the rest of it. And then you see Gandalf or Hiram, he sits there and he goes, I am the servant of the secret flame. Yes. Flame of Udun. Mm -hmm. um, you shall not pass. Now. One of the most iconic is, lines in movies. Now. Period. Yeah. So, but nobody knows what it means. Yeah. Not at all. <laughs> flame of not Udun. at all. Isn't Udun a noodle? Um, <laughs> so he's a servant of the secret fire. Yeah. Which is Gandalf. what he, he, and the five wizards that were sent over are servants of the secret fire. Mm. So they were sent over to Middle Earth to as protectors of Middle Earth. So he's letting the Balrog know that I'm not just some fool who's wandering through the mines. I am a man of power mm. and I will stop you and you will not move forward. And I have the power to stop you. Essentially, he's letting the Balrog know. Wow. Badass. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, that's and great. then he smashes the bridge, and then when you watch it again, you're like, "Don't do it! Don't please! Yeah. Do it won't get him this time." And then he disappears, and he's gone. Yeah. So, and that uh, the way you put it, it again, it makes me want to rewatch. Yes. <laughs> because I want to see that scene again. It's just so good. I mean, showing his power and showing his authority there. I, I, and then it gets me excited to to go over the scene in uh the two towers. Oh yeah, for sure. It, one it like brings so much more context to it but also like well, which scene are you talking about well i'm talking about the scene uh where it shows them fighting oh right. oh yeah oh, it yeah. starts yeah with yes, the recap with the yeah. recap um but i mean i think the dramatics of that specific scene right there it like goes to show what kind of things are like out there in middle earth it's, it, they're not just like wandering through like some wilderness there's some really scary stuff out there oh yeah <laughs> right. it, and what i love is okay so here's <laughs> here's my question for you is and we all we all kind of ask this on the rewatch when because the movie starts right away and lets you know kind of what's going on with yeah Gandalf. Uh, we yeah. jump back in um it's not too much of a wait before we find out he's alive um that being said, spoilers. At least, at least, <laughs> at, well, yeah, obviously. 
Uh, <laughs> I would hope so at this point. Exactly. Spoiler um, alert, 20-year-old movie. I was saying, right? <laughs> um, uh, at least I think we find out he's alive pretty, re- like, into that movie. Pretty, yeah, right? it's pretty I want to say, like, a quarter of the way. So, Gandalf, here's my question then. Did... When he died, and that thing quote pulled, pulled the sucker punch and pulled him pulled him in, um, and you know before he comes back as you know Gandalf the White, uh, d- was he aware that when he was falling and you know he and he was you know fighting and quote unquote dying, was he aware he would come back as a more polished, you know, model An version? Apple of version of himself? Are we aware he died? What'd you say? Are we aware that he died? It, that's a good question. I, I guess Even no. So that's the whole thing because he's not a human. Yeah. So, a, so I guess he didn't really die. Yeah. So I guess that's that's the big question because he's he's not a ring wraith, but he's not really a person. Yeah. So so the so, question is so that's kind of where so what you know, happened the whole weirdness him? comes in. It's like well well why why is he Gandalf the White and all that kind of stuff and like, like you said but. But the but the other question is okay they they show him fighting first it's like how is this guy and it's like oh because he has more powers than just being an old man because yeah. he's not just an old man with a stick yeah um he has incredible power and that's what it shows him using against the Balrog but he's not going to use that power when you know to tip the scales of justice one way or another mm. interesting wow ugh. So I, I love him. So he so yeah. So and and then they all think he's dead, and that's when they all there's a terrible longing, and that's when they all end up in um, in Lothlorien with um, with Galadriel. Mm. Yes, yes. And with okay, really quick to circle back though, what was there a significance in him coming back as not Gandalf the Grey anymore? Like because because he doesn't come back, you know, he comes back as a new and improved version of yeah. himself. Well, because Saruman is no longer Saruman the White and the head of the order. Ah, so he, that was him taking his place oh, at the head of the order. Okay. Yes, that's what that's what, what? I that's what a See, lot of people make that assumption. That makes because so much sense. Because now Saruman is is that working. Kind of, wow. We found out that Saruman's not a good guy. Once, once Ooh. we find out why Ooh, he you. was delayed, why Gandalf was delayed, and that one unable to go to Bree, and we saw the old man fight between Gandalf, and which Bree. was yeah. hilarious but also amazing. I, yeah. you're not, I'm not gonna lie, you kind of blew my mind on that because I, that makes that moment way more meaningful. Yes, yeah, me. so he he gets a promotion essentially, right? Yeah. yeah, at least in popular theory. That's I love that. That wow. goes hard. But in, the, but in the in the movie, I don't know how. In in the book, in in the movie, I don't know if the first time you see it, you think it's Saruman or not. But in the book, it really made you think it was Saruman, and it's yeah. like, oh no, now what's gonna happen? Okay, so in in the book, I, I guess in the movie, I mean, it is a mysterious figure. Yeah, so like we know because we've we've seen it before, but yeah. I I could absolutely assume that anyone who's watching it, you know, for the first time, could be like, oh, you know, Gandalf's dead. You know, and it's it's yeah. I mean, it is very it's very bright and white, and so it is kind of angelic. Um, but I could see if we presumed him dead, that that you know, you might be like, oh no. Yeah, um, and and in, and in the book, in the book, it's really you're like, oh, you're you start freaking out because you know, you know, at the end where you know, Mary and Pippin are stolen. Yes. Um, so everyone's crazy. split up, and now. Saruman's gonna attack Aragorn and Legolas. Yeah. Like, what the heck is going on here? Yeah. I, I mean, it, it ends. The movie does not 
I don't. I mean, it doesn't end on a hopeful note, really. I mean, you're ready for more adventure, but yeah. you're, you're like, it's like no, it sets it's everything awful up because you know they're they're not sure what to do. Yeah. Gandalf is dead. They're like, okay, so now what? Now what do we do? And as they're all trying to figure it out, Baromir starts going crazy. Oh my yeah. gosh! Mm-hmm. Amazing yeah, scene. Yeah, that, that's yeah. So good. We definitely Probably my favorite. Into that. And, and so what you have to remember, and and this goes on throughout the movie, is. Gand or Sauron hears Hobbit Shire Baggins. Mm, yeah, that's right. So they think a Hobbit has the ring. So when Saruman Pete finds out they've stolen two Hobbits, they're taking the Hobbits to Isengard. Um, <laughs> a great line. <laughs> they know that they think they have. They think, oh, I have one of the ho- the Hobbits, so we have the ring. And yeah, then we got the wrong Gandalf, when Gandalf goes with um, Mary, you know, in the Return of the King, and Mary looks into the Palantir, that's and right. Sees Sauron. Yeah, Sauron's like, oh my God, there's rings in Gondor now. Ah, uh, yeah. So just because the presence of a Hobbit is confusing to them. They they don't realize there's four of them because they think <laughs> they're worth they're weak and worthless. Hilarious. And so it's sort of there. There is a bit of a sleight of hand uh, going on with a uh, hey, look over here. Yeah. Mm. That, and now, was do you think that was because obviously the other hobbits kind yeah. of stumbled into this, um, but I feel like that definitely worked to their advantage, right? Oh, for the for fellowship sure. of this confusing. Like because you it said. was yeah, keep them keep them alive, all the rest of it. Yeah. That's so fascinating. I wanna I wanna as I I feel like you know we're coming closer to the end here, but I I wanted to ask you a question, and this is something that I believe about. I think the all the story as it pertains to Lord of the Rings. I, I feel very strongly that the Lord of the Rings is a story about bromance. It is one of the greatest stories of bromance like of all time. And there's so many bromances in, I think, so many of the characters. Uh, do you have a, a bromance that is your favorite? What What's your favorite bromance? Well, it's funny because for for people nowadays, it's a it's it's bromance because it's not the same time frame where the time frame it was written was a was a time of class society yeah it was a time you know uh tolkien was a world war one um a world war one uh veteran yes he was a member of the elite class he taught at oxford or cambridge uh one of those two you know uh him and c.s lewis and other people all you know he was a um super intellectual yeah, and he, and he was a member of the intellectual class, so that's one of the problems that people have with the book is that it's all it's very male centric. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's it is. There's no real people of color. Yeah, um, except the bad guys on the elephants. Yep. Um, <laughs> no, no, genuinely. And 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 the reason why is it is it because he didn't like women? Well, mm. n- maybe not, but maybe it's it's a. It is a um, it's a result of the time, the time and frame. the mentality was written. Yeah, uh, what a lot of people Absolutely. in America don't understand is that people of his lifestyle grew up in boarding school. They didn't go to a typical public school. P- people that went to public school were the lower um, the lower class people went mm. to public school. The people who had any money sent their kids to private school, and the people mm-hmm. had a lot of money sent their kids to boarding school. Yeah. Hmm. 
So they would go to boarding school and it was you and 300 other boys that grew up together in this mm. boarding school. So you met, you made relationships, you met people. Mm. Um, there was the, there was a, you know, the group that was there because of their athletics or there were whatever else, or because someone was paying for them. And so there was still, it was still a class society. Yeah. So there was, there was a lot of like talk of, Oh, Sam and Frodo homoeroticism and this, that, and the other, but yeah. it's, it's not, it, you know, maybe it is, but in those, <laughs> in those times, it was more a matter of Sam's family was employed by Bilbo and Frodo's family. Yes. So Sam grew up being a servant to the gentry. Yeah. And so his, his position was my job is to make my master happy. Yeah. Yeah. And I get paid. We have our room and board. We have our this and that. Mm. You know, they weren't they, they weren't slaves. They weren't servants that were treated poorly. It was just that Their was job. the class that they were in. Yeah. Um. You know, similar to you know, if you look at um, you know, a Christmas Carol. You know, with Scrooge, and you have the merchants, and you have the certain people that are there, and there's yeah. the bankers, and there's these yeah. other people, and then there's other people point. that were just servants, and the cleaning lady, and the housekeeper. They're not invited to the party. Yeah. But it's not like they're treated that that much poorly. Yeah. But yeah, they got they they got to they got to struggle and this and that. And so, you know, Sam is always there for Mr. Frodo. Mm -hmm. That's why he Mr. calls Frodo. him Mr. Frodo because he's uh, his boss. Yeah. But Merry and Pippin are his are 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 um Frodo's best friends, but yeah. you don't really get to see that interaction besides besides the very beginning yeah. when yeah. um when when Merry um and Pippin help them uh, get to Buckleberry Ferry and you know they're talking about the fun times and they're running around with each yeah. other and all that kind of stuff and then at the end they don't see each other after the after the after the fellowship ends so, yeah. so it's really it a matter so of Sam who you know was put in the right place to be the right person at the time um, yeah. you know you think about Alfred and uh, Bruce Wayne <clears throat> no one ever thinks anything weird of Alfred yeah, but you know, I guess if Alfred was thirty-five, they may think it weird. Yeah, yeah that's fair. And he was his personal manservant, combing his hair. But it's more of you know, well, he's an orphan, and he's kind of the father for you know, he's yeah. an old guy that takes care of him. Well, that's kind of weird too. But, um, <laughs> yeah. But he's but you know, oh, Mister Wayne, you know, Mister Bruce, you know, he's still the butler sort of, and yeah. so it's the same. It's the yeah, same type Sam. of um, situation. But I think. It really comes back to to go back to your initial um, is uh, you know the whole arc of the the elf and the dwarves. You know they have a you know one lives in the trees, one lives underground. Yeah. You know one one all they care about is gems and gold. The other one they care about everything and prancing and all the rest of it. And how Legolas and Gimli start kind of um, with a little bit of you know back and forth and they don't mm -hmm. really become friends until they start yeah. searching for Merry and Pippin. And, you know, uh, there's, there's that line where he's like, ah, oh, would you think dying side by side with an elf? And he's like, how about dying side by side with a friend? You know, Aww. And, you yeah. know, that's, My a heart. The, that's a great moment. Yeah. And it's like, their 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 um, storyline, their story arc really goes, you know, because it's so much fun, and and you t and it takes you through, it takes you through everything, and I think that's the one that that people always loved. 
you know, whether it was people that read the books, yeah. you know, everyone always wanted to know, you know, where's the Legolas and Gimli show. <laughs> we need that. We yeah. need that. You know, I don't know if that'd be as much fun as the Tormund and the Hound TV show. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> on Disney plus. On Disney plus. Yeah, I soon. think Tormund and the Hound's on HBO max. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> um, so, so would you, you think uh, Gimli and Legolas is your favorite? I think that's, I think that's probably the, the better one. Yeah. Or, um, and if not, it's not that, then it's Gandalf and Shadow Fax's horse. Yes. <laughs> Shadow Fax. Shadow Fax. That's, that, that's a great one. Wow. <laughs> what a great one. That's I, good. I like, I like everything you had to say there. Cause I, I, again, giving the perspective too of Tolkien's important. Uh, backstory and where he personally, again, the boarding school surrounded by, you know, 300 boys. Um, and his life is about his bonding with these other boys and, yeah. you know, of these different areas. It, that kind of shows in Lord of the Rings. Absolutely. Um, and, and and so I and you know I, he does have a couple strong female characters. He but if does you think about it. He's 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 lived his, his life with men. He's lived his yeah. entire life with men yeah. in a in a society like that. Everything he did at Oxford or Cambridge yeah. was probably there was no women allowed. There was probably the only women that worked there worked in the cleaning and the mm. and the food service. Yeah. So his interactions were very limited with debutantes or whatever. So, you know, for him to actually have a character that that goes off script like like mm-hmm. arwen yeah and doesn't make her you know a butch you know not interested in men wink yeah. wink yeah. um y- you know but make her somebody who yeah, is a which was likable a... character yeah same thing with arwen uh she was a little more prominent in the books um yeah. especially in the end than in the um than in the movie uh, completely but there was but there wasn't any major major female parts but it was also, you know, it's also in a um, in a society dominated by men. If you yeah. think about, you know, because it's a it's a power and weaponry society. But then mm-hmm. again, the, the biggest elf is Galadriel. So Period. yeah, yeah, and that is yeah, I get what you're saying too. There was a lot of stereotypes with powerful women in that era, and uh, especially even still in the last twenty years, um, yeah. that he definitely avoided. Uh, like I think he said. Was, for for that fact, he's a, he's he's ahead of his time, which is but, awesome. But they were very li- but like you said, it was very limited. But on yeah. the other hand, it's like in those in you know stories and times as as such, you know that's kind of the way it was. It was all men, it, and you know nowadays there'd be you know two men, a woman in a chainmail bikini, and you know a, yep. you know Star a Wars. wizard exactly. You know, <laughs> Yeah, no, completely. That's how that's how powerful women were written. Um, yeah. and I, it, it, you know, and it's, I I love the perspective of, of all of this because again, it, it's, it, again, not to again, I'm not gonna sit here and say, oh, so Tolkien must have been a perfect human being. I I would just definitely say, um, the the faults we're discussing are probably a fault of the era, you exactly. know, the time period more so of you know him being surrounded by only men and a men driven society. And, um, and the thing is, is you don't think of fantasy stories and books like this. They're, they've been written in the eighties and nineties and yeah. they have, or the seventies. They weren't, this was written in the, in the forties and fifties. That's yeah. crazy. Um, That's long so it is somewhat a product of the time and Hey, you know, ago. maybe the time wasn't correct, but it's not a blatantly racist or anti women. Yeah. No, it just completely. is a, it's devoid of it. It's yeah. just a story with it's, the boys. It's, um, it's a story you know, the with the homies. Mission, as opposed to, you know, uh, having offensive things. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree completely. And so that I would I would 
I, I want to ask you then, um, what, in your opinion, um, what was Token trying to say mm. with Lord of the Rings or get across? Or what have, what have you maybe personally gotten from it? The, supposedly, it was an allegory of somewhat towards um, about World War II, mm. some somehow a that little a lot bit of, of an allegory of, of World War II, of, you know, the evil growing and trying to bring a coalition of people together yeah. to fight against the evil. Wow. That makes, that makes a lot of sense, <laughs> you know? And, and, and I think that was some of it and that's, and that's where it, you know, and I, and you know, you can get into, well, who's supposed to be who and this and that. And obviously, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, of course. you know, Mordor is supposed to be the Axis powers and yeah. and go from there. But then it's like, well, are the is Gondor supposed to be the Russians? Because you know they're not really friendly, or are they not? And it's like this. And that. But it's like, <laughs> I don't think it may. I don't think it can boil it into that. I yeah. think it's more an allegory of you know there's an issue here, and and there's a lot of people that are concerned about slights in the past. Yeah, that were from a hundred years ago. Mm. You know. No, yeah, completely. So, do you? Why do you think? Why do you think Lord of the Rings stuck with you um, for all this time, and why does it still stick to people? Like, why are we still so interested? Why are we talking about it? It's yeah. great storytelling. It's majestic storytelling. He's a good. He was a. He was a great writer, and he knew how to tell an epic story. Um, if you go back into these stories, like there's a guy called Joseph Campbell who talks about myth making and about the various myths that are similar hmm. yeah. between um, societies that are on completely opposite sides of the world wow. that, that, uh, that grew up with similar myths, even though they had no interaction with each other. And so a lot of this, you know, whether it's the star Wars uh, type story or whatever else is it takes a very good story and compelling and it keeps, and it keeps you involved in it. It has the fantasy aspect, but it has the, it's really built around the friendship and i think yeah, the characters that's that's kind of what it what it gets to is that it has the overarching story but it has enough people that it doesn't get you too disjointed or spread out yeah yeah um completely. that you can keep track of it and then when you when it's like okay all of a sudden the next chapter is about somebody else you're not like oh it's this again yeah you know? um except the ants that got a little long but, um, <laughs> yeah Except the end, but you know it's it's you know. it's a it's got great storytelling. Um, it's it's so big that you always find something new each time you read it, and they and they transition into the movies very well. Yes, you know, they do. Yeah, there's a lot of pieces they left out, but there's a lot of pieces they weren't able to put in. You know the the special effects. There's five or six scenes where you can tell the hobbits are kids. You know, there's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I uh, love those scenes. Yeah, we were talking I about love that. Things. Yeah, there's a couple things where it's like you can tell it's a little hokey. You know, the whole thing when they're trying to <laughs> escape the um, when they're trying to escape the goblins in the mines, and the, everything's collapsing around them, and they're jumping from pillar to pillar as yeah. they're collapsing. It reminded me of you know the Rock when he's you know trying to hold up one skyscraper yes. in a chain while his arms wrapped around a helicopter while yes. they're pulling someone out of the yeah. alligator's mouth. You know, it's yes. Like, come on. No, um, completely. But, but you know, Peter Jackson did a hell of a job with that. Yeah, um, he really did. He made he made a few changes that are a little irritating, but not that bad. And okay, you know, there's a lot of purists that I'm sure get upset. But for 
for a, a, a movie to have really the spirit of the book and have a lot that's in there. Um, and just, you know, you see it now, people still talk about, oh my God, I can't wait. Yes. You know, the blue, the, the, the Blu-ray 4k edition comes out yeah. and people are still having a, those are still going crazy. Yeah. About those it. just came out. It. Yeah. It's, it's 20 years ago. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, yeah, and now to the point where you know Amazon's about to make it its highest. I think it's not just for Amazon. I think in general it's the highest budget for a TV show in history, right? Which yeah. is amazing. The, which, mm-hmm. uh, that's incredible. So to bet so hard on a on an IP that you own, um, and on something that doesn't have a story. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're uh, yes. It's a great point. You're completely going into it unforeseen has, territory. It has an outline and it has characters. <laughs> yeah, and and, <laughs> and they're, they're banking on the Lord of the Rings, just you know, universe being interesting yeah. enough to pull everyone in. And you know, I respect it, but I guess uh, we'll see. I, I have high expectations. Me too. Are you excited for that, Nikos? I am. I'm just hoping it doesn't become a political Game of Thrones. Nightmare, type, yeah. Um, thing, and it really, you know, a lot of the reason why, uh, why Lord of the Rings was so good is because I had comic relief and ah, I had yeah. hobbits and I had yeah. other stuff, you know, do, do, don't throw a dwarf and all this other stuff. Yeah. There was things in it that made it funny, and the interaction between the various, um, you know, types of people and all the rest of it made yeah. it great. And you hope it doesn't become just a, uh, just a bland story. So you're nervous about it being trying to do too much uh, and get too too heavy or politically leaning. Yeah, or become a or become a giant political soap opera. With, yeah. Um, with the uh, Lord of the Rings as the you're background. You're right. There's there's a levity to it. Like there are very heavy themes, but throughout there's always like a sense of like lightness to it. Whether it's like just Sam saying something or you know yeah. whatever it is, there's always a, a level of like you know what like even though this is crazy what's happening to us, like we can get through it because we have each other or because, you know, something is happening that, that pushes us along. So I, I agree with you. I, I hope they don't lose that either. Yeah, that's a good point. Do you, I mean, would you say Nikos, you're worried about it being like a game of Thrones kind of tone? Mm. Well, yeah. Like being more concerned about like trying to do the political theater because the story is the story of the group of people that tried to attack the Valinor, um, the uh, immortal lands, so they yeah. could become immortal. Got it. And so the question is: Is this kind of a buildup of people all talking to each other, or is it actually going to be something cool that they're going to enter? They're going to have Galadriel and these other people and other stuff that was going on in the Second Age, you know. But none of those stories have been written at all, you know. Yeah. So they got to really enter territory where yeah. you, you don't have much of you. Don't, Again, like you said, they're not uh, pulling from Tolkien's writing in that sense. Right. Just... I think having a Mandalorian style Lord of the Rings game, a Lord of the Rings show, uh, might be might be better. Yeah. But who knows? I mean, we'll I, that, I'm sold. Yeah, that's a good point. I would have loved to see something like on a ranger, uh, focused on a ranger, like you know, but Mandalorian style. Yeah, like his interactions with things, like like. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of stories about the dwarf wars and the dwarves and the goblins and stuff like that. And, you know, the um, the battle up in the north, there was a whole yeah. there was a whole realm in the north that one of the witch kings was in, you know, that you could you could sit there and say, hey, this 
we're going to have three or four episodes on this, or this season's about this, it. and then the, the next season's going to be about dwarves, and then the following season's going to be about elves, or we're just going to sprinkle it through everything. Yeah, but it, we'll it, see. That's a good point. I, I feel like you definitely get the impression that they're trying to recreate the big, fantastic world uh, of the universe of Lord of the Rings in the movies. And they want people. They think people are expecting that in show form, yeah. Because we have shows like Game of Thrones, and you know, and I, you know, sometimes less is more. Period. Um, mm-hmm. And so, it, I mean, not to say it couldn't be great. I guess, like you said, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Wow, that's so that's so interesting. That's really cool. And do we, Nikos? Do you know possibly when they're aiming to release that? don't know i know it just it it's, just started shooting oh they did okay so they're at least starting the real yeah because they're in new zealand so everyone's there under quarantine i didn't even know that working now so yeah. wow okay so they're filming or the day that trailer drops for that series oh it's be, gonna be crazy yeah that's gonna be a big day um yep. wow well nikos thank you so much yes man for joining You're very us. welcome thanks for having me yeah, this was this was a lot of fun. I feel like we learned a lot. Yes, <laughs> definitely gonna go watch. Thank you for your again. big brain. We appreciate it. <laughs> really, um, this is great. Hopefully, we get to talk again and uh, dive into some of the other stuff because uh, Fellowship is great. But oh, here we go. There's some two hardcore good good yeah. movies uh, on the way. So, yeah, thank you so much. Thank for everyone listening. Thank you so much. Appreciate uh, you guys for this has in. been this has been really fun. I hope you learned something, or I hope. Uh, if you're if you're as big a fan of Lord of the Rings as Nikos, I hope you got uh, some really interesting conversation out of this. Um, yeah, we will... yeah, Jordan, thanks thanks for having me. I hope uh, all my information was correct, and uh, I hope it helped people enjoy the movies more. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs>